Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? Hey, it's me, Egbert. E-G-G-B-U-R-T. Check out my website at egbert.com. Now it's back to those two dudes who told me they would bring in big ratings. They better are their history. Here are Brad and John. Good morning to you. It is the BJ Show. Brad and John, I'm Brad. He is John. Together we make, well, I don't know what we make. It's BJShow.co. John, are you ready? We're going to try the old telephone here and see if it works. We're calling Bob Onder, and we'll see if I got everything squared away from uh, yesterday, which we had some problems. Hopefully we'll be smooth sailing today. Oh, the phone's ringing already. Good morning. Mr. Onder, or excuse me, I should say Dr. Onder, good morning to you. How are you doing today? Doing fine. Now, you are in Jeff City. Are you, like, explain this. Are you actually in line, or what's the status? No, no, I'm not in Jeff City uh, yet today. I'm still at home. Anyone who signs up the first day, they pick the ballot order by drawing lots. So there's no need to uh, to, t- to camp out the night before, two days before, whatever, like like people used to in the old days. Yeah. Now, how long ago was that? You've been you've been around the political sphere for a while. When you first got into politics, did you ever have to stand in line like that? No, no, it worked the same way. Yeah, and uh, I ran for state rep in 2006, and it worked the same way. Now. Yeah. You have done quite a few things in the political field. Uh, just, just mentioned the fact that you ran for state rep. You were a state rep. You were a state senator. Uh, earlier this year, you were a candidate for lieutenant governor, and now you're a candidate for uh, CD3. But this is not your first run at the uh, U.S. Senate, is or excuse me, U.S. House, is it? Yeah, that's right. You know, in 2007 and 2008, I passed um, I, I, I served in the Missouri House of Representatives, and I passed the strongest law in the country to fight illegal immigration. Uh, Governor Matt Blunt signed that. We banned sanctuary cities and cracked down on contractors hiring, hiring illegal aliens. We ended catch and release. Um, but in uh, 2008, um, Kenny Holsoff, our congressman at the time, ran for governor. Uh, and I did run for um, for, for, for the um, – it was congressional district district nine at the time and uh, there were about five of us in the race i came in second to blaine luke Gemeyer. so i went back to private life practiced medicine uh raised my kids and blaine went to congress and then how long ago after that did you get back in because you were you just finished up uh an eight-year stint as a state senator that's right. I served in the Missouri Senate from 2015 to uh, 2023, um, and it was a productive eight years. You know, we we really did some monumental things. We uh, passed two two very uh, good tax cut bills. We passed the heartbeat bill. We passed constitutional carry, the Second Amendment Preservation Act, government union reform. I got the uh, religious liberty amendment through the Senate. So uh, it was a very productive eight years. And, you know, I thought, as you alluded to, I thought about uh, continuing my service in uh, the state government, uh, you know, while continuing to practice medicine and take take care of my family. Um, But, you know, with the crisis, 
in Washington and through our country today, there are problems, you know, emanating from Washington, D.C. that we can only uh, solve by sending leaders to Washington who are willing to fight, who are willing to listen to the people. And so after a lot of consultation and prayer and reflection, we we decided that the best way to serve will be to serve in the United States Congress. Now, now Dr. Under, uh, let me go back and ask you something which uh, just sort of piqued my interest. You yeah. must have been able to look into the future because you mentioned that you were one of the people or the person that passed the anti-sanctuary city bill in the uh, state of Missouri. How yes. how prescient is that now? I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? I, I, was, I was fighting illegal immigration before President Trump was, uh, yes. Well, you know, what happened is that in my state rep district in St. Charles County, actually in O'Fallon, um, there were actually some um, unscrupulous contractors using Missouri taxpayer money on a low-income housing tax credit project who were paying illegal aliens cash under the table. They were busted by the O'Fallon Police Department. So it became an issue. You know, it's very common these days to say every state is a border state. Well, that was true in 2006 when I was running for state rep. So at the time, my state my um, state senator Scott Roop and I worked hard to get to that bill uh, passed. Again, at the time, uh, one of the major immigration reform groups called it the strongest law in the country to fight illegal immigration. And I have to say that Governor Matt Blunt made it a priority as well and and signed it. And, and it really. Uh, Within a couple of years, it really did make a big difference. But today, of course, the big problem is, um, you know, is not what goes on in a state as important as that law was. But the but Biden allowing 7.2 illegal immigrants to cross our southern border up to 200, 300,000 a month. You know, and I represent, for instance, the city of Wentzville. That's enough illegal immigrants to uh, fill up the city of Wentzville in just a few days. Um, so it is really critical that we secure the border, that we build the wall, and we bring some some order and stability to to really what is what has become a nightmare of uh, just massive invasion of our southern borders, and along with that, the poisoning of our people with fentanyl and the exploitation of uh, people by human trafficking. Well, and the other situation, too, is is I think it's interesting what you just brought up is the fact that look at the problem that the sanctuary cities, the New Yorks and the Chicago's and the L.A.'s are having with the fact that they have declared themselves sanctuary cities. They probably now want to de-sanctuary city themselves, correct? Well, that's right. That's right. The sanctuary city movement was a thumbing of the nose at our immigration law. You know, for all the talk in D.C. right now about about border deals and funding for the border and all securing our southern border is a a tiny rounding error in the, uh, compared to the size of our total budget and we already have all the laws we need joe biden doesn't need any additional laws to secure the border he has to shut down the border he has to build the wall let the texans put their concertina wire back up and more than anything, stop this abuse of the so-called sanctuary or, uh, or rather asylum or migrant system. Um, look, this is purposeful, willful violation of immigration law by Biden and the congressional Democrats. We need to restore the rule of law. We need to enforce the law and we need to secure the border now. 
Now, your district, and once again, uh, yesterday uh, we were talking about this in the area. It, on our end of the district, it's sort of like the Pac-Man kind of district, where essentially uh, it goes from uh, just west of uh, Columbia. It is the southern part of Columbia. Uh, goes almost, well, in fact, it does. goes all the way to the Mississippi River through St. Charles County in the north part of St. Charles County. Yes. Then sort of curves around to the south. It's a very diverse area. Um, obviously, you're from this side of the state, our side of the state. Does that give you any pause as to the fact that uh, you might not have the best situation since the majority of the population is further to the west of us? Well, yeah, as it turns out, 35% of the entire district is in St. Charles County. Uh, about 50% is in the St. Louis media market. Um, but most of all, and I have very good name identification in those areas and district-wide, but most of all, uh, my district is a sort of microcosm of the whole third congressional district. You know, when I was in the Missouri Senate, I represented uh, farmers, I represented manufacturing facilities, I re- represented universities, and uh, that, that's kind of what the, uh, the third congressional district is. But most of all, I'm most aligned with the voters of the third congressional district. I'm the conservative in the race. I'm the one who has a record of standing up to the Jefferson City Swamp and getting conservative accomplishments across the line. And that's what—that's the kind of leader we need to send to Washington, D.C. Well, you know, you and I have that in common because our radio stations are pretty much geared to the western part of the St. Louis metro. And what I always find fascinating, and I preach this all the time, that if you look in St. Charles County, Warren County, uh, Franklin County, and even the counties west of that, you go out through Montgomery County, it's a really mixed bag. There's a lot of manufacturing, a lot of agriculture, and a lot of high-tech manufacturing as well, too, in addition to your your typical restaurant, uh, you know, uh, type of business. And obviously, you can't, you know, can't uh, miss farming. So it's very diverse as far as all the different economies are concerned. Yeah, that's right. And that's that's true of St. Charles County. It's tr- true of the um, the western part of the, the St. Louis metro. And it's certainly true of all the different, um, you know, of the district wide, you know, and I've run in these counties before. You know, I, uh, you know, I've, uh, I've, for instance, you know, carried Crawford, St. Charles, Franklin, Montgomery, uh, Warren counties uh, back when I ran uh, for Congress in the past. I, I know these areas. Uh, we, uh, my family family and I had a farm for a decade in Montgomery County. Um, you know, look, I know this is this district, um, you know, very well, and I will represent it well in Congress. We're talking with Bob Onder. Bob, I'm going to ask you a question that you probably have never been asked before in a media interview. I know you get a lot of the same questions over and over. And over. Okay, you ready for my sure. question? Tell yes. me, tell me about your parents. Can, oh, my parents. Uh, my parents are, are um, our, our, you know, we are we we are about fifth generation Missourians. My parents um, um, are both. Uh, one is an accountant. One is a bookkeeper. You know, my father um, spent his career trying to save money for the for for the taxpayers of the country. Uh, my dad uh, audited defense contracts for the federal government for the Department of Defense. 
Um, they were small businessmen. They had a tax and bookkeeping business. We uh, had some uh, some small rental properties. Um, and I remember I remember going going to the t- the tax business on uh, New Year's Eve and cleaning up, getting things all ready to go for the upcoming tax season. So you know, really, they were very very much. We they lived the American dream. They worked hard. They emphasized education. They stayed together. They've been married now. Oh boy. It's like 70 years. And, um, they're just, they're just wonderful people brought us to church. Um, I remember my mom would, uh, would, would in a sense, home educate us over the summer because, uh, we, you know, we went to, uh, we went to a, a way school as, as we, as we call it now, but, uh, she was convinced we would forget everything over the summer. So she would make our, do, make us do math and read books over the summer. So my parents are wonderful people. They're both, thank God, still, uh, still alive and they've seen all their grandchildren. Well, the reason I ask is because you've got a brother and a sister. Do, are there any other siblings besides your brother and your sister? No, uh, well, there, there are three of us. Three. Um, I have a, I have a sister who's a medical doctor up in Wisconsin. And uh, and a brother who's a very famous lawyer in the St. Louis well, area. That's the reason I ask because you've got two siblings, the three under kids, if we look call them that. You are a not only a doctor but also an attorney. You have a, day, a JD and an MD. Um, and your sister is the same. Does she have an MD and a JD? No, no. She she is a um, board certified internist. She was a graduate of University of Missouri Kansas City. Uh, her uh, her husband is a otolaryngologist, also a UMKC grad. They met together there in uh, in Kansas City, and uh, he they both still practice up in La Crosse, Wisconsin. And your brother is Jim Onder, who the uh, the famous uh, uh, attorney who, matter of fact, has just been in, over the last year and a half was really put on a PR campaign. You see him on billboards, hear him on the radio, see him on TV and the whole bit. What must, must it have been like uh, with the three of you? Is there any like sibling rivalry back and forth? The fact that, you know, obviously two doctors and an attorney plus actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we argued a lot. <laughs> you know, I some. <laughs> I, I, I sometimes say, you know, I was I was I recently uh, we were asked at a um, at a candidate forum for our central committee in St. Charles County. Do you have any special skills that we don't know about? And, you know, I said I said, you know, my uh, my dad, when I was eight and my brother was six, he gave us a pair of boxing gloves and neither of us have taken them off since. Really? So you're you're so you really go at it with your brother then? I mean physically? No, and- Jim and no, Jim and I are Jim and I are our best friends, but yeah, there are always sibling rivalries, of course. You can't choose your relatives. Well, I find it fascinating because of the fact that the reason I asked about your parents is because obviously they did very well with their three kids. They inspired them. They taught them. Uh, you know, you talked about the fact that what your mom did in the summer, not, you know, not let you, uh, uh, you know, sort of slough off your learning from from the, the previous year. And obviously they inspired you to really go far in your lives. And I think that's an incredible, uh, you know, uh, attribute that your parents had. Well, they really emphasized education. You know, they stayed together. They brought us to church every Sunday. They taught us to pray, and I, 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 I'm, I'm very proud of them, and I hope they're proud of us too. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think how could they not be? I'm telling you, I'm mean, one of those things. Well, Doctor Onder, you are going to jump in your car, head west. Uh, what time are you heading down to Jefferson City today? Yeah, probably uh, right around noon. There's there's a rush first thing in the morning, and as I say, it's a lottery on the first day, so there's no no need to uh, you know 
uh, be standing in line for hours. But yeah, we're going to go down there, visit with some people. Um, I look forward to the race. It's going to be a lot of fun. Now, with the crazy thing with the redistricting in 2020, you're not in the district right now. If you do win... Um... Yeah, that's right. What? Yeah, the, the way I put it is that I practiced medicine here in the third congressional district for 30 years. Right. I lived there for about 22 years uh, and... Um, that, and then I only moved out, a, you know, a few a few months ago. We're just outside the district right now in Augusta. But after August 6th, we'll buy a home in the district, and that's where we'll be living. Yeah, I want to bring that up because I know you were very much involved in Wentzville, which is part of the 3rd Congressional District, the current one as we know it right now then. Yeah, yeah, I represented the 3rd Congressional District for a decade between my state rep and my state Senate services. So yeah, I, I'm really, it, it's, you know, it's the 3rd Congressional District is home. The, we just have some screwy uh, lines since the last, uh, you know, redistricting effort. Boy, and talk about the changes you've seen in Wentzville in 10 years, right? Oh, yeah. There's no question. When I was in the state house, uh, the fastest growing municipality in the country or in the state was uh, O'Fallon, which I represented then. And when I was in the Senate, the fastest growing municipality in the state was uh, Wentzville, which I represented then. So, yeah, there have been a lot of changes. I remember when there was still a stoplight on Highway 40 out in like, St. Louis, yeah. so it's changed a lot. I remember there used to be a highway a stoplight at Highway 40 and Highway K. Remember that? Remember? Yeah, 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 there too. There yeah. too. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing changes, yeah. Right. Dr. Bob Onder, thank you very much. Appreciate your time this morning. Oh, thanks for having me. Anytime. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Well, John, what do you think? It was a good conversation. Yeah. Can you imagine his parents? I mean, was was do you think that was a a, a, a a good question I asked about his parents? Because obviously they turned out three incredible kids. Yeah, they did. And you know, I mean, I think, I mean, anybody who knows Bob Onder and who knows who knows the kind of man he is knows like how important family is to him and how important those type of things are. And I mean, we we could have guessed that though, right? Right, Brad. Like we could have guessed that his parents put him through the paces and were honest with them and and that he had two strong really really strong parents i mean we could have guessed that well i mean you know sometimes yes sometimes no sometimes it's it's people rise to uh you know a level because of in spite of bad parents yeah, you know what i'm saying point because if maybe if you lacked a father figure you had to work that much harder to to do it yourself i get what you're saying right right i mean and obviously the the positive uh you know family model that he had was a you know in his in his respect and his brother and sister's respect a tremendous asset and you know an ideal situation that's how you want all kids to be brought up i mean you know as far as i'm concerned but you know once again unfortunately that doesn't seem to be the way things are I, I think increasingly more and more all the time. Right, for sure. And also, you know what we've gotten in the last two days, Brad? I, I had never heard Bob talk before about his medical practice and how much of, of that time he spent in the 3rd District. I thought that both his answer and Mary Elizabeth Coleman's answer about their relationship with the district and the geography of the district were both very solid answers. No, I agree with you, and and that's the point I wanted to bring up is because I knew he was very much he's he's has he's just recently moved to Augusta, so for the right. majority of his life, uh, he has lived in what is now the third district. And the crazy thing about it is, like he talked about it back when he ran way back when it was the ninth district because that's right. Back yeah. in the day, we had nine districts. We don't have nine districts anymore. We have eight because was that in 2010 that we lost the the ninth district? Wasn't that in 20? 
2010? Oh, man. Yeah, because there was a big fight between Rusty Carnahan and Lacey Clay over, over that district, and, and, and Russ got the short end of the stick. Well, no, no, I'm saying what we, we did have nine congressional districts, and we downsized to eight when we lost. It wasn't with your lost population. Remember what I'm saying? Yeah, I do, and that's when we lost a congressman. Right, 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 exactly. We lost, I mean, it, it, the, we were going to lose a Democrat. Oh, I see what you're saying. And that's when the, the district lines that's were right. split between Lacey and Russ, and, and Russ lost. That's right, that's right, because of the fact that, that, that one of them was going to uh, have the door slammed on them, and, and they had like somewhat of a little contentious little fight there, but that's neither here nor there, right? Okay. Uh, coming up, I want to talk about Dr. Phil. And you're going like, why would you want to talk oh, about Dr. Oh, nice. Yeah, boy, he has, he's been in the newsletter. He's been on the social media news lately, hasn't he? <laughs> he's been very high profile. As a matter of fact, I think it's interesting because he's taking a stand that I think a lot of people are somewhat surprised at. I mean, well, not necessarily. I am, I'm certainly surprised. Let's talk about it after the break. Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it?